Yeah, we are good to go. So, uh, <clears throat> I am Aaron, and this is Ella. We are uh, hosting our Dungeons & Dragons podcast, and this is going to be kind of our episode zero. Yes, so we are playing Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition, um, and our setting is in the in Ravnica, which is a Magic the Gathering um, world. Um, so kind of smushing together two different interests. Um, there is the, we're using the book. Yeah, there's a, a book that was released somewhat recently. It's called The Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. And it's a 5e Dungeons & Dragons supplement book that just kind of lists the plane of Ravnica as a setting for Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. Um, if you're familiar, like if you're a fan of Dungeons & Dragons or you're a fan of Ravnica or Magic the Gathering, I, I guess I should say, you're probably already aware of it. But for anybody yes. else who's listening to this for some reason... That's, that's what's happening here. Yeah, so we were going to use this time to talk a little bit, I guess, about the background of our story specifically, um, about our characters, and about the world that this is happening in, so that as we start to play, we don't have to spend too much time uh, delving into what exactly is happening. Um, yeah, because we're, we're actually recording this after recording episode one, and we kept having to do that, or we kept feeling like we had to. Which do is that. fine. I think that it's fine for us to like discuss things and talk about them. But I think it's good for us to have an overall like explanation of our world before we get started. Exactly. Um, so let let me start by asking you some questions. Um, Ravnica is also called the City of Guilds. Is this a small city inside of a larger? world or is the city itself our world uh this so the city the the plane which is how it's referred to in uh the worlds of magic the gathering is a um <clears throat> is one entire city this story our story and i believe most of the story like in magic the gathering as well do take place in a smaller segment of it we are in the 10th district Okay, how many districts are there? No idea. Okay, that's all right. We could probably find that out. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I apologize. I don't know the answer to that one. That's okay. That's okay. Um, so it's called City of Guilds, and the reason it's called City of Guilds is because there are 10 different guilds in this plane, um, which represent different factions um, and different places in society. Um, and they are flavored by the colors of Magic the Gathering. Those flavors and colors aren't going to be necessarily important in our game um, as far as play goes, but we will talk about them now to kind of give you an idea of what each of these guilds are responsible for and the kinds of people and uh events you might see happening in those areas just because all of these concepts are bound to come up and i just don't want the one person who isn't familiar with ravnica or magic the gathering to be just like confused right um so if you don't mind i'll start uh talking we'll start naming guilds and we can kind of talk a little bit about <clears throat> them i want to back up one more step from that actually okay actually two steps the first step is don't at me if anything we're talking about is incorrect or like not quite canon or there's fine distinctions or any garbage like that, I'm 
perfectly aware that occasionally we're going to be wrong. Um, that's if I say something in here, it's canon in our world, and that's how we're going to be dealing with it. Wow. Okay. The second step I wanted to was just, <laughs> just we. She mentioned the colors in magic, so I thought we may as well just kind of go through them just as a basic background. Um, they're uh, white, blue, black, red, and green. White represents like order, peace, unity. Blue is uh, cleverness, thoughts, logic, um, that sort of thing, control over uh, situations. Black is ambition and greed and kind of a self-serving self-serving like ends justify the mean mindset red is all about passion and freedom of choice and that kind of thing and green is uh traditions family yeah tradition family um status quo nature Mm -hmm. balance Mm -hmm. and word the reason i'm Going over that right now is because as we go through the guilds, each one of them is uh, or does represent two colors in this framework, and it might be helpful to kind of think about how those two colors come together to make this guild. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So yeah, like I said, we'll start with the first guild that I'm going to mention. We'll talk a little bit about what they do. Um, We're not going to go too deep into it, just a general overview. Mm -hmm. Um, But what you can be imagining is that this is a large city. There are different areas which are controlled more or less by specific guilds. All these guilds have a civic function, and there are areas which are sort of no guild land where everybody kind of hangs out and moves around together. Um, <clears throat> so the first guild I'm going to talk about um, is the Boros Legion, um, and the Boros Legion is flavored with red and white, which, if you remember what Aaron said, was um, things like order. Um, and things like emotion, um, passion. So what is Boros Legion's function in Ravnican society? Boros is the kind of like police slash military in this world. Um, They're very action-oriented. They're the ones who kind of like try to keep the peace, but uh, it's worth noting that they tend to do so through violence. Yeah, so uh, Ravnica, I guess you could say, has like martial law, essentially. Um, They feel that they are, they have an absolute belief in their justice. Um, They don't feel like they are wrong in doing what they're doing. So if they perceive you as having done something incorrect, they will offer swift retribution to that and believe that they are in the right 100%. The kinds of creatures that you might see living in the Boros Legion are things like angels, minotaurs, um, humans. Um, That doesn't mean that other things won't occasionally be there, but I would say that that's the most common people that you will see there. Um, In uh, D&D terms, just to kind of translate that for those, uh, kind of that crowd, um, they are, I suppose... I think they'll always be good in alignment, usually lawful. I guess I would say usually good, usually lawful. Um, There's room, obviously, for some variation on that, but that's the, like, just by the description you got a minute ago, like, they're the police force, obviously. It's the police. It's the police. 
Um, obviously, then that's the way they're going to, they're definitely going to tend lawful. Um, but the as far as classes go, you're, you're very likely to see fighters, obviously, but paladins and clerics are, would be very common as well. The next one I'm going to talk about is your favorite, uh, the Golgari Swarm. Um, the Golgari Swarm are represented by and flavored by black and green. Um, black, uh, that selfishness, uh, ends justify the means, uh, ambition and green, um, nature, the status quo, um, tradition, you know, things are the way that they are for a reason. The Golgari, um, their civic function is basically like waste management. Um, they're a kind of nasty, gross kind of uh, guild that hangs out in dark, mossy, wet places. Um, they one of their like chief kinds of locations is called a rot farm. Yes, just to kind of give you an idea there. They are, however, a guild that will take in those who are in need. Um, mm-hmm. So. You will be fed by the Golgari Swamp. Just don't think about what they're feeding you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the kinds of creatures that you might see here. Um, what might you see here, honey? Of course, I, I think on that last point, you're, de- you're definitely prone to see less, I guess, welcome creatures pr- uh, like at the forefront. So there's... Um, <clears throat> Obviously, there's going to be... I mean, you'd see humans, humans you'd see yeah. elves, you'd see dark mm-hmm. elves, you might see... Exactly, it's um, usually dark elves. You might see, like, trolls. Trolls, even. ogres, um, goblins, mm-hmm. you know, the, the lesser people of society, mm-hmm. people who might get thrown out by the rest of, of the world. Yeah, and um, also, a, I guess, a, a race that ex- exists in D&D, but it's not as common, I think, in this world... Uh, Medusas are very common. The proper term for that would be Gorgon, but in D&D there's another creature that's called that for some reason. Yeah. So uh, talk to us about their D&D flavoring. So D&D flavor-wise, I think that uh, Druid is probably like the biggest class for them. Um, oh, uh, actually, I tell you what. As a matter of fact, uh, this book that we have actually introduces a new druidic circle, um, which is useful. Uh, they, as far as alignment goes, they would typically be pretty close to neutral. Um, I think on both axes, honestly, in either direction, I think they would tend more towards evil or chaotic but i don't think that it's necessarily a strong tendency on their part um obviously and i I didn't mention this with the boros a minute ago basically all the guilds are going to have wizards uh represented in them and most of them are going to have fighters so like those are like just kind of the big ones but like uh druids and clerics uh rogues actually i think um would also be like really big in this one the Golgari live in the Undercity. They're literally underground, like, beneath everybody. They're literally mole people. Dirt people. They're dirt people. Oh, and their leader is a a lich. It's like an undead elf, actually. Not anymore in, like, the story and magic, but we're not going to get into that. (laughs) 
right, so the next skill that I'm going to talk about is the Selesnia Conclave. And the Selesnia Conclave is represented and flavored by green and white. Um, so again, brotherhood, nature, togetherness, tradition, um, righteousness, organization, that kind of thing. Um, you can imagine the Selesnia Conclave as almost like a religious organization or like um, more like a, I guess, a cult really what's um, the difference yeah so they are um people who live in nature um have an organized religion and they are actually the only guild that actively recruits new members so their role in ravnican society is things to do with nature um protecting nature um creating food um farming things like that they see themselves as a guild that values the welfare of the whole rather than the individual. Um, and that's where you see that green and white flavor come in versus um, black flavor, which would be more individualized. Um, the kinds of creatures that you would see, um, really anyone who wanted to join would be welcome to join. Um, but I think that there are a lot of elves, um, humans, yeah. Let's see from a D&D &D perspective. Uh, from a D&D's perspective, um, obviously, yeah, like if you're a player, elves, uh, wood elves in particular, or half elves and humans are some of the biggest ones you're going to do. Uh, there are new races introduced in the Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica, though, that are very relevant. Um, there are centaurs, um, and then there are uh, loxodons, which are just big, hulking elephant people. Uh, they exist in other sets in Magic the Gathering. They're not specific to Ravnica, but I do not believe they exist in Dungeons and Dragons in a whole, so they're kind of new to that area. As far as alignment goes, since we've mentioned for the other ones, I don't think, uh, I don't think that they're particularly lawful necessarily, but they're definitely good. Uh, I think I would think neutral good would tend to be where they would lay. As far as um, classes go, Cleric, obviously. Um, Druid, obviously. You could definitely uh, put in a Bard. That'd be pretty cool. A Ranger, obviously. Um, and uh, I like to think that most monks in this world, uh, if there were going to be any, probably would be Selesnya as well. I picture like, like, a, like just like a hippie commune, really. Oh, and Warlocks, actually, with like the Fey uh, patron. I think that'd be a, a big one. Next guild, uh, House Demir, my personal favorite. Um, House Demir is flavored with black and blue. Um, so we're going to see things like individualism, um, ambition, um, knowledge, control, um, things like that. Um, and officially, House Demir doesn't exist. Um, they do have an insignia that sits alongside the rest of the insignias of the guilds. However, this is sort of like the Ravnican, like Illuminati or like conspiracy theory. Um, the kinds of things that House Demir is known for are. Um, spying, assassinations, um, mind control, um, stealing secrets. Um, they are like the shadowy, like unknown of Ravnica. Um, so I don't think that you're going to see them at like the city board meeting. Um, <laughs> but they are a really interesting 
concept nonetheless. Um, the kinds of creatures that you might see, you probably aren't going to actually see any on the streets. Um, but I would say that almost any kind of creature could be part of House Demir. Um, even things like fairies or um, shades, things like that. Um, it's ghosts. a ghost, spirits, you know, monster type things. Um, it's a secretive, almost unbelieved uh, guild. Um, talk to me about it in D&D terms. So my book says usually neutral, sometimes evil. I don't think that's right. Um, I think that they absolutely are on the chaotic end of the spectrum because the their entire existence is counter to like laws and rules and that sort of thing um obviously sometimes evil yeah not necessarily like a spy isn't necessarily an evil person they could have good reasons for fucking killing governor dumbhead how did he get elected i know it's the worst name um obviously uh I mentioned Selesnia would be big for monks. Demir is the other one um, for kind of obvious reasons. Like if you're going to have like a ninja-esque character, Demir would be the right house. Monk would be the right class. Um, although don't like flavor them like an actual ninja because that doesn't fit in Raptic at all. And you can play whatever you want. D&D's made up. All right, well. It's pretend. Fine. That's, that's, <laughs> all right, whatever. I mean, is it flavorfully correct? No, but you can do whatever you want. Uh, rogue also, of course, would be bit would be a good one. I think there's an assassin subclass for rogue, but there's also a uh, mastermind in Xanathar's Guide to Everything. If you've seen that one, which would be really good for this guy, for this particular uh, guild. As far as their like contribution to society, I don't think that there is one. I think they kind of break the pattern on that. Yeah, I I mean I think that I think that it would be noticed if they suddenly disappeared. But in a lot of, like, weird ways, like, a lot of strange, unrelated things would start happening, like, at the same time, and somebody would have a conspiracy theory about why all those things happened at the same time. Yeah. They don't really have, like, a an official presence anywhere, but they do exist as one of the guilds in the city, and that's important because there is a the guilds in general at one time in the existence of the city were basically at war with one another and right now there is a thing called the guild pact which was basically a like a contract like a a set of rules between the 10 guilds that kind of bound them all together and that is what gave them all their purposes Mm -hmm. and demir is a part of the guild pact Mm -hmm. even though they don't have like a legal official uh presence in the city yeah so they're pretty cool. Um, the next one that I'm going to talk about, the next guild I'm going to talk about is my second favorite. Can you guess? She's like sitting here like looking at me waiting for me um, to guess. Um, uh, my, is um, it? Uh, um, no, my second favorite is actually the Orzov Syndicate. Oh. Um, the Orzov Syndicate is flavored and color represented by the colors black and white, um, which um, kind of oppose each other flavorfully. Um, so it makes it a really interesting house. Um, so black is individualism. Uh, white is the good of the whole. Um, black is ambition. White is righteousness and order. Um, it's really fun. Um, so the Orzov Syndicate is actually an organized religion. Um, it is different from the kind of religious cult that you're seeing in Selesnia. It is, if you picture 
a big gothic style church with stained glass windows and sad looking parishioners. That's what Orzov is. They will help anyone who needs help, um, but at a price. Um, None may pass <laughs> for free. Um, so anything that they give you, which they will give freely, you must repay um, even after your death. They are sort of like a mafia or sort of like using the church as a facade to get souls and money, basically. Um, it's, it's an interesting flavor. Their civic duty is they offer help to those who need help. Um, they also uh, finance uh, guilds themselves and also offer money to other guilds and different trades. Um, they're kind of like a bank and a church had a baby, and the baby is horrible and ugly and awful. <laughs> they're like a bank and a church had a baby, and it turned to a life of crime. Yeah, it's... It, yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, you can kind of get that flavor from it being called the Orzov Syndicate and not the Orzov Church or the Church of Orzov. Right. Um, yeah, they their their values, I guess you could say, is that the rich stay rich and the poor stay poor, and they get as much as they can out of any schmuck who walks by. They and this obviously plays into white. Like they want everything to be like lawful and ordered so that they can exploit it. This uh, guild, you will see things like ghosts. Um, this guild is actually run by like a uh, a council. board, a council of ghosts. You might see things like vampires. You might see things like thralls. You might see things. Tell me about it, D and D flavored. For sure, um, lawful evil, totally. Uh, I honestly I don't know what other alignment you would use if you were going to play like a character who is earnestly a part of the Orzov Syndicate. Um, <clears throat> the the only suggested race they list actually is human. Um, I could see other ones joining. Obviously, you can do whatever you want, but um, the another big thing about them um, is like we've said, they're a bank. They will offer loans. Um, to people or kind of disguises gifts but as she said a, a moment ago it's you're expected to pay off even after your death and there's kind of a, an element of them enslaving souls of the dead and so with all the souls and spirits ghosts that sort of thing at their command um, that obviously plays a huge role for the sort of uh, enemy creatures and the sort of encounters you would have like in a Dungeons and Dragons setting um, I suppose for classes, uh, I think cleric is probably like the biggest one you could have here. A bad boy cleric. Another one, of course, where you can have rogue. Uh, that 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 would work well, and wizard, of course, would work well. Um, but I I think that uh, cleric is f- flavorfully very Orzov. I should say Orzov would be very cleric. Yeah, I agree. Uh, anything else? Um. Just the Ghost Council is called the Obsidat. The next guild is called the Izzet League. Um, and the Izzet League is flavored and represented by red and blue. Um, so again, a, a kind of mix of colors which oppose each other. Um, we're looking at red, um, passion, acting without thinking, um, energy, feeling, aggression, paired with blue. So like cool logic and control and... Like, like Spock and Kirk, you know, like fiery and cool. 
while maybe other Ravnican guilds have like underlying motives, you know, like we heard about Selesnya or Orzov, um, is it really just like doing cool shit? They are a guild full of mad scientists and inventors um, and daredevils and you know, people who just want thrill in their life, thrill seekers, smart people who want to do fun shit. Um, civic wise, um, they help with electricity in the world. They help with um, inventions, with technology. Um, they advance a lot of things. They keep your house running. They keep your house running. Um, they love knowledge. They love researching things, not necessarily methodically, but just in cool, awesome ways. Um, this is a guild where you might see um, goblins, elves, whomever really that is like smart and exciting and wants to do fun things. Um, dragon people, uh, you'd probably see here with Niv-Mazette being their leader, a big dragon. It's a, it's a fun, exciting place. It's like a place where you'd be like walking by and just like hear like fireworks going off. Um, it's it's a weird, cool kind of place. Uh, on the subject of them doing uh, science in an, a non-methodical way, I just wanted to quote something from the book that I really enjoyed when I first read it. Uh, the Izzet have spent 10,000 years mimicking the appearance of research. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was really funny. D&D um, terms, chaotic neutral. I, I would think um, they serve, obviously, a function in society, but I don't think they care about that, most of them. But there again, they're not... They're neither benevolent, altruistic, nor are they malevolent or selfish or out for themselves. They just, uh, they, they do what they do. They're, I do what I do. I do what I do. What if you're, I do. If you're gonna, and if it's up. Talk. If you're going to do things, you got to be like sitting down and close to your microphone because... I can, can stop me loving myself. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's like the Is It Theme song. <laughs> Oh, man, that's pretty good. <laughs> I love you, BTS. I love you. Okay, we've had our army moment there. Okay. Um, what What the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> you were saying that they're not good or bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, Just, yeah. like, neutral, chaotic. Yeah, chaotic, neutral, I think, is very, very, um, very, is it? Humans and goblins actually are big in here. Um, go there, are, there are a lot of goblins in Izzet. Um, I think more there's more goblins in Izzet than anywhere else. I know they exist in Boros in some places, but they're like they, they have like kind of a niche role here uh, in the Izzet. Um, but uh, also there is a, um, a, a Ravnica, or I should say, MTG, a Magic: The Gathering specific race called Vidalkin who are this kind of, like, blue-skinned, semi-amphibious humanoid. The biggest classes you would see here are wizard, obviously. Obviously Sorcerer um, is a big one here, like somebody who, ha who has power and doesn't necessarily care too much about where it's coming from. 
and a fighter, oddly enough. Uh, although I think you'd probably go like Eldritch Knight direction with that one because I, I don't think anybody in Izzet doesn't have some kind of magic. Yeah, I was going to say, you're definitely a magic user if you're in Izzet. Anything else? Ella's character in this game is a member of the Izzet League. Um, and a lot of, I think, the game is centered around that guild. Yeah, so hopefully you find that interesting. I really hope you guys like them because you're going to be seeing a lot of crazy goblins and mad scientists. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, the next one uh, we're going to talk about the Gruul clans. That's G-R-U-U-L. Gruul clans. So the Gruul clans are represented by red and green. They passionate, uh, emotional nature tradition. Um their original function was to protect the wild places of Ravnica. Um, however, as Ravnica has expanded into more and more city and less and less wild natural places, um, they've sort of become displaced. Um, the clans are not a unified group. Um, there are many different clans that fall under the Gruul flag. They're essentially like wild peoples who live in nature and hate cities, hate civilization, hate fun and do like they just they're wild. They're like they're like a like a barbarian. You know, they um they hate <laughs> they hate the city. They stay to themselves. Um they fight amongst themselves. They fight people who come near them. Um, and they sort of just like move around. Um, they don't have a specific area. Um, as the wild places get smaller, they continue to move throughout those wild places. Um, they, uh, I think that they kind of destroy civilized places to create more wild places sometimes. Absolutely. Um, they're, they're very passionate about what they believe in. Um, and they kind of like raid off abandoned areas, um, live off those resources, and then like move on when mm -hmm. it's no longer beneficial to them. They don't have a leader, like I said. Uh, they're kind of the, the wild things of Ravnica. In D&D uh, &D terms, um, another uh, guild I think that would primarily be looked at as chaotic neutral. They definitely don't have any kind of uh, altruism, I think, in them at all. Um, and obviously they're very counter to laws and civilized society and all of that sort of thing. Um, humans, centaurs, goblins, minotaurs, those are the sort of races you'll see. Um, in addition, you'll see, like, giants and cyclopes. That's how it's spelled when it's plural? I'm not entirely sure how you say it. I have no idea. Cyclopes? Multiple cyclop. Yeah. <laughs> and in, in addition, they, I think more than any of the other um, guilds, employ animals and that sort of thing. Um, Beastmaster. Yeah, Beastmaster would be a big thing for them. Um, and on that note, druids, obviously, very gruel. Um, and I think gruel might be the only guild that you can reasonably put a barbarian in, in D&D terms. Yeah. So, like, maybe fighter? Oh, for fighter, for sure, yeah. yeah. Druid, yeah. Ranger would work, obviously. Ranger, yeah. Cool. Cool, girl. Like, you can make an argument for any class in any guild, really. 
um, but I'm just kind of like trying to go over the uh, the iconic ones. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the next one is the Azorius Senate. Um, so I just want to pause here for a moment. I'm going through this like in the book uh, that I have, which is an alphabetical order, and I don't actually know what order Ella is choosing to discuss these things in. So I'm just like flipping magic. back and forth in the book. If you're hearing pages turn, that's uh, that's what's happening. Um, so the Azorius Senate, represented by blue and white. Um, so this is a place where we're going to see a lot of good of the whole um, control, order, and logic. Um, now, the very first guild that we talked about was Boros, and they were our police force and military. Um, Azorius, as white and blue, they are the Senate, um, and they are the legal system. Um, so you will see characters like judges, um, congresses, um, the Senate, obviously, um, but there are lawmakers, there are our legal system. Mm-hmm. Um, they also, being white and blue, like control, um, and if there was anything bureaucratic in Ravnica, it is all centered here in Azorius. Um, this is all about paperwork, doing things by the book, doing things as they are supposed to be done um, to stay in order and take their time with doing things. Um, You will see (laughs) um, they want to control. They make lots of rules, lots of laws. Um, They want to have a hand on everything. Um, You will see creatures like uh, homunculus, um, humans, Vidalkin, maybe yeah, you might definitely. see. Um, I mean, really, almost any race, but I would say those are like the top ones that you're looking at. Um, and then, of course, creature-wise, you've got things like sphinxes. Um, in fact, their guild master is a sphinx, uh, Esperia, supreme judge. It's actually, um, sorry, <laughs> she's actually their guild champion. Their guild leader is uh, the Grand Arbiter. Hmm. My thing lists them as guild master. I mean, maybe you're looking at newer shit than I'm looking at. Or maybe I'm looking at older shit than you're looking at. It's hard to say. Um, the point being, yes, there are different kinds of creatures, and they're all flavored around that sort of control, knowledge, um, and order. Um, so, yeah, like, Boros takes you in and sits you in front of the Azorius judge, and you're there for three years while you're waiting for him to fill out your paperwork. The Boros know you did wrong. The Azorius explain why. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk to me in D&D terms. Like, lawful, neutral to the max, honestly. Um, I mean, you, like, you can go good or evil either way as, an, as a member of Azorius, but, like, I don't think that you can stray from lawful without not being an Azorius character anymore. Um, human and Vidalkin are the biggest, like, player races that you'd see in there. Um, and as far as uh, classes go... Um, cleric, I think, would be a big one. Paladin, um, fighter. And this is another one that the book suggests bard for. And yeah, I think I can see that as um, less music and more um, speech. Like a filibuster. Probably my least favorite guild. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, they're not, I mean... The flavor doesn't appeal to me. First of all, I, I, I... don't necessarily like them as people, but I think they're one that I'm going to have fun with as a dungeon master here. <laughs> but yeah. um, uh, as a Magic the Gathering player, if you whip out an Azorius deck, I'm going to walk away from the table. 
<laughs> you dirty, dirty blue player. Um, cool. So next guild is mm, a really fun one. Let me see. Who do we have left Stop. that you might say is fun? Don't give away anything. Let me just tell you who's really fun. Um, this one's called the Cult of Rakdos. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is the third religious flavored one that we have, but don't worry. It's not what you're thinking. They're a lot more fun. Um, so the Cult of Rakdos is flavored and represented by the colors red and black. So we are seeing passion, emotion, aggression, action, and self-centeredness, um, ambition, um, and just cutthroat, do it, whatever you want kind of thing. Um, so if you needed a mercenary, an assassin, um, or if you wanted to go see a burlesque show or go to the casino um, or, you know, have a 13-person orgy, um, the place you would go is the Cult of Rakdos. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> this is a place where it is literally no holds barred. It is insano, gore, sex, violence, humor, entertainment, like debasing yourself, debauchery. Um, it's crazy. Um, they're are things like circuses full of nightmare clowns who juggle chainsaws and hang stuff from their testicles. And then there are other shows where it's like, you know, someone getting chopped up because they just absolutely love it and they just want to be cut up and, and throw your gory blood pieces all over somebody else. Um, it's death, it's destruction, but it's under this feeling of like energy and fun. So it's horrifying and entertaining at the same time. Um, it's called the Cult of Rakdos because there is actually a demon lord that is in Rakdos. His name is Rakdos. Um, so it sounds like you were trying to sell this thing like this whole time and like just putting off the fact that it centers around a demon. Yeah, so they worship like a demon lord named Rakdos. Um, but they're really fun. They're so much fun. I mean, it's not always fun. Like they'll like they'll like get fucked to death, literally. Like <laughs> those people were having fun. They might be having fun. I don't know. But like, I mean, like I said, you can find like seedier stuff or maybe you're just going to the casino to like get drunk and have a good time i'm not saying that all of rakdos is going to you know rip off your head and skull fuck you but a lot of it might <laughs> um their uh their role in their civic role is um entertainment um so you might see like people like busking on the street um, who are part of the Rakdos cult who are like juggling or, you know, swallowing swords or breathing fire or what have you. Um, or you're going to Rakdos to get into some messed up shit. Um, but they're, uh, they're a hedonistic cult to do whatever they want, uh, pain, pleasure, whatever. Um, hey. Hey. You want to see something fucked up? Go to Rakdos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the kinds of creatures you're going to see here, um, goblins, elves, humans, minotaurs, um, vampires, um, anybody really who wants to get fucked up. Fucked. Or just up. Just get up. Tell me about it in D&D terms. Um, definitely chaotic if we're talking alignment. Um, <clears throat> I, I think that a lot of, like, 
I think they probably would have more of a reputation for being chaotic evil, but I think chaotic neutral is much more likely um, in this thing because I don't think any of them are out to like hurt anybody <laughs> unless they want unless to be. they want to be. Yeah, they're out to have a good time. Yeah, they they I I think they definitely can be the center of riots and they definitely can cause problems, but I don't think that the majority of them are like that because if they were the guild would have been stomped out by Boros and Azorius like ages ago, right? Yeah, I don't think they're evil. I just think that they're crazy and weird and fucked up. Yeah. This um, warlock would be obviously an excellent one here because they worship a demon lord, so you have a, a built-in patron. Um, you could, I guess, argue making a cleric who had the demon as their quote-unquote god, but I don't know. Um, and this is a, a, a guild uniquely placed to have bard characters in yeah but in kind of a really weird way yeah yeah it's pretty crazy the uh the kind of creatures you'd see for you know as a dungeon master or or in encounters are going to be like devils and like anything under the devil umbrella actually so like hellhounds um imps that kind of thing the worst thing i guess i would say about them as a DD um set piece so they will absolutely produce murder hobos. So the next field I'm going to talk about uh, is called the Simic Combine. Um, the Simic Combine is represented and flavored by the colors green and blue. Uh, so we're going to see control, um, logic, um, th- knowledge um, combined with nature, um, tradition, um, and life. life. Uh, it's a cool one. Um, so when I think of Simic, the kind of character that I immediately think of is, in, in a fictional character that I think of is like Biomancer. Um, these are people who want to preserve natural ecosystems of Ravnica, but they do it in a crazy weird way. Um, so they are using magic and science to create like, super beings and super nature and you know this this crab would be so much better if it had like 40 legs and like a horse head like that's the ideal crab body you might not like it spreading malaria so we're gonna unleash super bats right like that's them like biomancers to the max um they were originally tasked with like i said preserving natural ecosystems um they've sort of devolved or maybe evolved haha, they would argue that it was evolved uh, yeah. evolved into improving the already existing life in Ravnica um, they don't really care whether things want to be improved they feel that they are knowledgeable enough to know when things need to be improved and will do that um, they do a lot of like experimentation um, on creatures and plants and people um, to make them quote unquote better. Um, it's a freaky weird place. I think it's very humid there. I think that you hear like a lot of like bugs and frogs there and like water rushing for some reason, I imagine. They're um, like halls, I guess. The place that they work in are like literally just big pits. Yeah, I think it's like it's like a zoo, but also like a mad scientist lab. Like 
it's 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 weird um they think that things can always be better and they think that they are the smartest choice to make these things better um the kinds of creatures that you might see here or kinds of players kinds of characters that you might see here um i would say humans obviously humans elves um homunculi um vidalkin again Mm. um yeah Talk to me in D and D terms. Also, things that used to be one of those races, but yeah, now or maybe all three of them combined. I don't know. Yeah, um, I think that alignment is unimportant for the Simic. So you really could argue playing any uh, aligned character in this. It doesn't. It, it's fine. Um, like she said, uh, hu- humans, elves, Simic hybrid is one of the classes, and you can, or one of the races, and you can actually there's rules for it in the book that are, it actually has really interesting rules for it. Um, if you have access to the book, I su- uh, and are into D and suggest looking at it because it's kind of cool. But um, there are suggested classes. Uh, f- Druid obviously works. Wizard would be good. Um, those are two of the biggest. Like I've said before, you could argue any class for any of the guilds. It's like whatever. But I think that those are the uh, the two that are most likely for them. Maybe sorcerer. I suppose yeah. you could say that. But any magic user, really, mm. I would say. Um, yeah. Um, so those are the ten guilds. We have the Simic Combine. We have the uh, Cult of Rakdos. We have the Azorius Senate. We have the gruel clans the is it league the orzov syndicate the house demir and the boros legion did you say the boros legion and the selesnia conclave Mm. um oh and also we forgot your fave the golgari swarm everybody does everybody forgets golgari man it's rough it's rough being golgari living underground um but yeah, that that's the kind of world that we're going to be playing in. Um, again, this is a world that is entirely this city of Ravnica. These ten guilds live separately and apart, uh, separately and together, excuse me, um, in areas they might overlap. Um, and in some places it is exclusively Simic territory or Rakdos territory. Mm-hmm. Um but they all live together in relative peace. Um, and yeah, it makes for a really, really interesting and flavorful D&D world to play in, I think. Um, there are so, like Aaron said, there are so many options for a kind of character you could play. I don't think that there's anything that wouldn't fit anywhere, really. Um, there's an argument to be made for anything. And if you don't have an argument for your character in one of the guilds, there is always the option to be guildless which but why would you want to do that you could live in one of these cool places i feel like all of them have like something that's at least a little bad about there's them. always something a little horrifying happening who would you want to live with like not like who's your favorite but like which one would you be okay with living among probably either boros or selesnia mm. there's probably like a lot of hot guys in boros big beefy minotaur men but like i feel like i probably wouldn't get murdered in selesnia (laughs) i might have to like tend to some vegetables but it might be a little boring but i'm not you know in any inherent danger there i don't think 
You have a bad habit of like walking away from the microphone while you're speaking. Sorry, I think that I'm not in any inherent danger in the Selesnia Conclave. Um, but yeah, Boros maybe too. Yeah. What about you? Man, I would seriously consider the Simic Combine actually. Word? Yeah. You would be like chopped up and sewn back together. No, I'd be chopping people up and sewing them back Why together. Why do you think that? Because I'm you, the like main right now, like in my you, story. like all of a sudden I blink and you're gone, and like you right now in your spaghetti stained shirt, you're gonna show up to Civic Combine, and they're gonna be like, dude, for sure, you'll never have anything weird happen to you. <laughs> don't be crazy. You don't be crazy. I'm crazy. The Boros would make you fight. Please don't make me fight. I just got a flu shot. My arm is very sore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, any kind of uh, closing thoughts here? No, I don't think so. I think that that gives us a really good idea of the flavor. Do we want to talk about our story? Um, we you describe what kind of person you are in the uh, in episode one, but like you do have a background that's not mentioned do you want to give people an idea of that here or do you want to just wait until it kind of comes up i don't know that it has it come up in the other one already no uh like it it is alluded to like once but it's alluded to that she has a background like once but (laughs) exactly what it was was not uh really strictly mentioned um so yeah give us a Give us a quick uh, character background. Yeah, so my character's background. Uh, her name is May, May Unk Noun, and she is a member of the Is It League. So again, that's our mad scientist um, house or guild, excuse me. Um, and she's an elf, a high elf, um, who grew up in the Selesnia Conclave Um but before she got to the Selesnia Conclave, she was um, kind of like just like found on the streets by a Boros Legion uh, soldier um, as a small child, maybe like four-ish, um, kind of like a place, just kind of found one day. Mm-hmm. Um, she got picked up, brought to um, the Azorius Senate, um, who held her for the, you know, minimum number of days, waited for someone to come forward. Um, and seeing as she was an elf, uh, it was decided that she should go to the Selesnia Conclave, who were also very excited to take her um, because they love new members and she's an elf and, you know, was in need. Um, so Selesnia jumped at that chance to bring her in. Um they soon realized their mistake, though, <laughs> when um, she started showing signs of wild magic, um, which magic is fine with Selesnia, but the she, the kind that she was exhibiting was not uh, orderly and controlled. Um, so she grew up um, really trying to learn how to control this about her, um, her spells sort of be like misfire or Mm -hmm. happen at strange times or you know the spell goes off fine but then something weird happens after um and she tried really hard to like fit in however um as she got older um she's about 30 at the time of our story um she 
um, basically like a, like a trans guild um, cooperative thing is happening and is it league was looking for new members um, and uh, Selesnia was kind of tired of having her you know catch shit on fire in Selesnia which it's a really big no-no because they love trees. Um, and Only you can prevent dryad fires. Yeah. Um, and so it was a really great opportunity to, you know, kind of like pawn her off on somebody else. Um, but uh, May doesn't feel that way. May feels excited and happy to be doing something new. Um, she's kind of someone who looks on the bright side and is usually pretty excited about things. Um, she... Um, got a job uh, as that research attendant with the Is It League. Um, she got a roommate. Um, her name is Zerga, and she is a goblin who is uh, who works in the cult of Rakdos um, as a nightmare clown, a performer. Um, the way that we say it in episode one, it sounds a little bit like she might be a stripper, but that's not the case. She might be. I don't know. She's a performer. That's exactly why. Like, I said she's a performer in a Rakdos club, but it was like, uh... She could be doing anything from, like, you know, eating swords to, I don't know, Russian roulette. I don't know. She's crazy. She's wild. She's the Russian roulette dealer. Um, yeah. Um, and yeah, May loves her job. She's pretty good at it. You know, the kind of getting into, like, the science aspect of magic um kind of like really was natural for her um versus the sort of uh nature-based homeopathic medicine of selesnia um she works in the metallurgy lab um working with metals and that's kind of where our story starts she's feeling good she's like new girl in the city been there for a year starting to get the ropes of things um has her favorite Danish cart. Has a favorite Danish cart. Loves the taco stand. Taco Tuesday. She missed Taco Tuesday, by the way. When she got Damn. back, it was gone. Damn it. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> so, episode one definitely has a lot more goofs in it than this one did, but this was meant to be... This was meant to be informative. Yeah, it was meant to be more informative. Um, just, just to make sure that those people who are not a part of one of these overlapping fandoms uh, already isn't just completely lost by some of the things. Yeah. Cool. Um, but uh, if you didn't listen to this, you're not hearing this part. But if you did, I hope you enjoyed. I hope you found it useful. And I hope that you enjoy our podcast as it continues. Um, after re-listening to the first episode, me and Ella have been really excited to continue. Um, so we will see you soon. Bye. Bye-bye.